Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Hello and welcome to the show. It's a great show. It's a terrific show. It's a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. Ask anyone. That's what we're going to write on Hillary's tombstone anyway. Are you ready for President Tim Kaine? This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt. You know me by my YouTube moniker, Skag3. Despite what Blonde will tell you in the show notes, it's not true. (laughs) keep that private i am flanked (laughs) on my right speaking of blonde by my wonderful co-host rebecca blonde welcome hey folks and just like will and trey smith in big willie style again it's just the two of us after a series of great guests we figured we'd take a break and resume mediocrity around here (laughs) but tonight we're talking 9-11 memories some unfortunate social media 9-11 reactions i've seen uh two memorials uh we're talking the former conspiracy that was and now the very apparent issue that is hillary's (laughs) health and i think we'll probably do a funeral for my potential support for gary johnson as well (laughs) there was a time there was like five minutes that i considered it anyway it'll be all this and more in your favorite hour of listening material thank you for liking the show on youtube Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We love all those who support the show, but we double extra secret love those who send us fan art, which always gets a smile from both of us. So uh, if, if you recall a few weeks ago, we had that awesome piece of fan art from at Facepalm Reality on Twitter with Daryl Lamont Jenkins watching the show with his fascism and racism button <laughs> all flustered, not really knowing what to do. Well, the sequel is out. Uh, let me pull that up here. This this uh, was sent to us this week by Facepalm Reality. It is the Beauty and the Beta Disney match uh, mashup, with both, uh, which both of us really loved. I laugh every time I've seen it because I am Simpsons yellow in this picture. Uh, and you noted right before the show started, the book is called The Regressive Left, which is a nice detail I had not noticed. Uh, I like it. I, I like glance. the theme that I'm teaching you how to uncuck yourself and you're learning <laughs> and you're listening and you're, you know, interacting with me. I love this. This is, this is hilarious. Yeah. So his artwork is always really detailed and really thoughtful. So we, uh, we appreciate it. That's from at Facepalm Reality on Twitter. Uh, I look sicker than Hillary uh, as a yellow person. <laughs> More on that to come. That's uh, some Good transitions, yeah. always. Well, the, you know, as important as sick Hillary is, uh, I think there are, I would consider some more historically important, important uh, in the global scale, potentially, than, than sick Hillary. Because today is the 15-year anniversary of September 11th. It is. And one of the things that I wanted to do with you since we are the same age and we were the same age when nine 11 happened, obviously is just share our memories of that day. Cause for me, I mean, I, I still, the memory of what happened that day, watching it on TV is still burned into my brain, but I don't yeah. know if you want to share your memories first and then I'll hop in or I'm happy to go first. <laughs> well, too. I guess we were, we couldn't figure it out, but I think we were in sixth or seventh grade. Um, And I just remember being confused because I was totally not at all privy to any kind of uh, global strife. I did not know what was going on. I didn't know what group of people was attacking us. So with my limited knowledge, I remember thinking, is this Russians? Is this happening because of the Russians? And then I remember immediately like like being really sad about it, but then immediately going to like a place where I'm like, shit, what are we going to do? We're going to have to react to this somehow. And so I'm asking my teachers about it. And I remember one of my teachers being like, you were really concerned with how we're going to follow through on this. What about what actually happened? Thinking very, uh, yeah, forward thinking and practicality. Even, and practicality, uh, yeah. Even 13 even year old was, blonde. Yeah. yeah, 12 or 13. Yep. Yeah, so I just remember, and then that's when I started learning about Islam. That's kind of when the ball started, you know, rolling. And I was like, wow. And you were in Missouri Russians. at the time, right? I was, yeah. Okay. 
So did you actually see it happen uh, live or did you kind of, you would have been an hour ahead of me. So um, I didn't see it happen live, but I remember like the school issued um, some kind of statement to teachers that we weren't supposed to be watching the news. Wow. And so my teacher actually kept the TV on and then taped over her window because they were monitoring the hallways to make sure teachers weren't showing any footage of 9-11. Um, oh. But we were still watching it anyway. Yeah, they, they that's were always interesting. Like, my my school, I don't know that there was a formal policy, but the radio was on all day, not the TVs, but the radio. Mm-hmm. And when I was 13, I kind of had a, I, you know, I'm a very like, uh, I am kind of a, a early riser. I'm a very habitual person. Like I have my little routine kind of thing. I kind of do the same thing every morning. Uh, at least when we were in Ohio, you know, there I am like, we got to go. We got people to talk to. And, you know, it's only it's 7 a.m. or whatever. Ugh. Yeah. But I, I've always kind of been that way. And when yeah. I was in school, I would wake up, you know, 630, 645 every day. I'd take a shower and then I would eat my breakfast and I would watch the morning news at seven o'clock. And that was an interesting morning, too, because back in junior high, I also played football. And uh, we had a game scheduled for that day, September 11th. So. When, when it was game day, we'd wear our jerseys to school, you know, in seventh grade or whatever it is. So I took a shower. I'm sitting there with, you know, a, a football jersey on and I'm eating my oatmeal or whatever it was. And I, I turn on the Today Show and they're talking about, oh, a plane has hit the tower. And when you're 13, you're kind of just old enough to get it. Right. Uh, you, you're not you're not so young that these things don't make sense anymore. But you're also not experienced enough to really understand what's going on. So I see that. And I think that's something like, oh, that's a crazy accident or someone's a bad right, pilot, right. you know, and, yeah. and I and I watched the rest of it and I forget how many minutes it was later, 10 minutes later or something on live TV on the Today Show on NBC, the, second, the second plane hit the second tower. And even at the time, you don't really know what the hell that is, but you know, it's not an accident. There yeah. are two really bad pilots flying around. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, and I went to school and the, and the, the radio played the news, uh, the whole time and, and the football game ended up being canceled. Oh and, yeah. It was uh, a half day. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, we still had school, but you know, none of the, none of the extracurricular stuff happened. And I don't know that there's a more, there's certainly, I don't think there's a more politically defining moment in kind of our generation, this, the millennial generation, I suppose. And it blows my mind that there are now like high school kids who either were infants or aren't, or, or weren't born yet at the time of September 11th. That wasn't wow. something they've lived through. So that's wild. Yeah. I mean, and, and I don't think anything is, obviously it's been hugely consequential in, in terms of the cost for military and, uh, just how we've shaped our foreign policy and, and all the events that have led up to the conflicts that exist today. But just a we very... haven't made much progress, have we? Uh, some people might argue that the threat is actually worse now. Uh, I've read possibly. some reports. I mean, it's hard to quantify, but yeah. I think that we're probably in a worse, more dangerous global situation now than we were in 2001. Yeah. <clears throat> and... Without, you know, belaboring this too much, because I it's very important I want to acknowledge it, but we got, you know, a lot of we got important sick Hillary things to talk about. One of the things that's really bothered me, and I don't know if it's a generational thing, if it's like young SJWs or whoever these people are, that get angry at 9-11 memorials or try to demean diminish them. And I, of course, I'm not willing to say this is the majority of our generation or the majority of people younger than us. But one of the things that's pissed me off all day is reaction, some some social media reaction to people just taking a moment to remember what was a terrible day in American history. By the way, 3,000 families affected, 3,000 people lost, countless friends, you countless yeah. memories that will never be, families robbed of 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 memories and good times by terrorist action that's terrible let's just remember and and come together at an important time nope social justice never rests so i want to share a couple of things i saw today first up really quickly uh occupied democrats uh i think you saw that post in the notes blonde let me um find it here oh where did i put it Oh, I didn't see this. I accidentally skipped over this. Did I forget to put it in here? 
No, I'm, I'm looking at it. Occupy Democrats. Yeah, I might have forgot to put it where we can. Uh, well, the occidental just, thing, though. I might have forgot to put it where I can actually bring it up on screen. But the point is, Occupy Democrats, the same page that shared um, that Jane Elliott uh, race baiting video that I did a while, a little while back on raise your hand if you would like to be treated like a black person in this country. I mean, this is just uh, yeah. speaking of deplorable. We'll get to that in a minute, but this is, they post awful things on their, on their page. And one of the things they posted today or over the weekend was a picture of nine 11 uh, or the twin towers, a series of, uh, of, of wounded uh, Arabic or Muslim people. And it says, who were the real victims? Never forget the needless slaughter of innocent Muslims by the Imperial American war machine in your name. And it's just, <gasps> it's just such a damn bummer, man. Like even I can even grant, I can say like, yeah, we've, pro we've probably made some foreign policy mistakes and you know what? In war civilians do get hurt and that sucks. And we want to minimize that as much as possible. Why is it either or? Why can't I remember 9-11 victims and be like, let's learn right. from some mistakes we made in our response. Why is These it either or? Right? Always black and white with the social justice crowd. <sighs> Good Lord. And then the, the accidental story. The accidental story. So our friends over at Refined Right, uh, where our guest last week, uh, Ariana Rowlands writes, refinedright.com, they posted a story today about uh, uh, Occidental College, which you mentioned your boyfriend attended. And that's that's in yeah, LA or yeah. where is it? It's in Los Angeles. And okay. I, I read this article to him and he was just like, eh, this is just not at all. He was not at all surprised. He was like, yeah, that's about right. So let me um, let me cue up some of the pictures here. Uh, this picture here is the president of the Occidental College Republicans posting what was uh, posting a few of what were 2,997 or how many victims of um, September 11th there were. There was a flag for every single victim. That's very nice. And that takes a long time. And, you know, it looks pretty on the campus. It's a, the photograph is really nice too. Dramatic evening lighting and all that. Okay. So what happens overnight? They go through all that effort to, to remember the victims. What happens overnight? Someone goes through, grabs all the flags, breaks them all, throws them in the garbage. Not just that but replaces with uh, <laughs> replaces the flags and all their whatever, the stuff they had to remember 9-11 victims with these flyers that say RIP the 2,996 Americans who died in 9-11, good for them. RIP the million and a half innocent Iraqis who died during the U.S. invasion for something they didn't do. Well, again, <laughs> they're not mutually exclusive. You didn't have to tear down the flag to do that. You didn't have to tear down someone's uh, good faith gesture to remember terrible suffering. I don't think, I don't think anyone who posted those flags is like <laughs> innocent Iraqis. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, my God. God, it's just every college kid thinks they're so profound, fighting the I, powers, man. When we were younger, and you know, nine eleven, I think shaped a lot of my political ideology at the time too growing too. up because it led to the wars and back then you know it was cool to hate bush and it was cool to be against the war and all that stuff so it really i think that more than anything pushed me into my former liberal self right and i but i used to think the the right wing talking points of like well they hate america the terrorists hate america the ultra leftists hate america i used to think that was kind of bullshit but Honestly, I don't know what other explanation there is here. If you go around ripping down the flags, putting up all this garbage, I think you just hate this country. Yeah. Is there? Is it really that simple? Yes. Yes, it is. <sighs> and don't this forget is, all the foundational values. They hate those too. This has been a lesson brought to you by the book of the regressive left as, <laughs> as read by Blonde. Uh, the uncucking is complete. Almost. I think you got a little ways to go. I just I don't understand why why do they think that remembering the suffering of that day is the same as saying the US military and foreign policy has never made a mistake ever they're the I I think they're doing what they think is right the vast majority of the time but you these aren't mutually exclusive ideas black and white all the time drives me nuts Yeah but when they're not thinking about Islam as an ideological issue I can see how this happens in their minds Hmm yeah, like this is just strictly a geopolitical issue. And they think that America is at the helm of this like really destructive 
war machine that's just indiscriminately killing people globally. They don't, they don't think that like there's an ideology that makes its people fundamentally hate Western values. And then that's, what's driving all of this. It's not what they're thinking. Not it's hard it to matters. get into their mindset though. Yeah. And not that it matters too. Um, because the numbers I don't think are really important here. Certainly there's, there are a lot of dead Iraqis. It's certainly not all of them are justified. I think any reasonable person could say that At some right. level, when you have a war, there are going to be accidental deaths of people who should not be targeted by our, that's just a reality of it. But I wonder when they did this tally of a million and a half, who are they counting? Like, is that actually a million and a half actually killed by us? I, almost certainly not. That's an insanely no, that high seems toll. Impossible. Are they talking about like civil war among Iraqis? I don't know. And is that really the fault of the American <clears throat> uh, politician or the American service member? I mean, Debatable points, I suppose. Debatable points, but uh, ooh, Baring's in the chat too. Oh, what's up, Baring? Hey, Baring. Um, I Shout think it is to debatable. Our wonderful but... live chatters. Yep, uh, great. Yeah. So anyway, I don't. I don't want to get lost in this because it, it actually does. It does kind of upset me, and I hate the fact that I, they I knew hate it would. this country yeah. is is a, is the legitimate explanation. If you're one of the look people who break the flags, people who post this kind of crap, I would love to hear the explanation for why you think that's. Uh, the appropriate thing to do. But this is what's being taught in colleges too. You have to keep that in mind. Like these are like fully indoctrinated, like 20 year olds, 18 to 20 year olds. Yeah. Well, you to can some go to degree, college it's not in really their fault. if you want more foreshadowing. For <laughs> what's the rest that? Of the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, we won't hit Gary too hard for that. Oh, uh, poor Gary. You can, just so you helpless. can if you want. Yeah. I just feel bad for him now after that. It's just, that's just mortifying. It's just such a face palm, you know? When I, I saw that, I was like, it like a oh, champ, to be yeah. honest. He didn't seem that embarrassed to me. But let's get that. Let's get to that later. Uh, let's get into the week that was for Hillary, which includes today, because this is the meat of um, what everyone's talking about right now. And and frankly, what we're probably going to spend most of the show talking about. So before we get into the fact that she is apparently probably dead as we speak right now, she's probably being re-injected <laughs> with some sort of life preserving serum that's yeah, been, yeah. Or being built as a cyborg to be <laughs> a Hillary bot to win the election. I mean, I don't know. She might be dead right now, but it started, <laughs> it, there were issues this week, even before that, there was this wonderful quote uh, that everyone's posting now of the deplorables. So if you've seen people changing their Twitter handle to deplorable, so-and-so let's give you some context for what that actually means. <laughs> grossly generalistic you could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables <laughs> right Woo! yeah well said the racist sexist homophobic xenophobic Islamophobic you name it but that other basket of people are people who feel the government has let them down the economy has let them down. Nobody cares about them. So okay, so she called, you know, half of Trump supporters the deplorables, the racists, the xenophobes, all this stuff. I want to share, in addition to that, really quick, uh, this tweet that people are now retweeting from President Obama right about a year ago in the heat of the 2012 campaign. Retweet if you agree. We need a president who is fighting for all Americans, not one who writes off nearly half the country, <laughs> which I agree with. I agree with President Obama on. I think most people would. And I agree with in this context. Um, I don't know. This seems like your territory. Go ahead. Rip, rip, I mean, Miss Clinton. I, I always like it when I feel like she's talking to me, like just to me. Like when she said that, I was like, oh, she's just speaking right to me and all of my people. And it empowers us. And so today, I, I don't remember who I was saying this to, but she's like community organizing for us. Yeah. Yeah. We're the basket of deplorables. I am I so fine deplorable. with that. I don't give a shit. Hillary Clinton thinks I'm a bad person. Awesome. I Hillary, must be doing yeah. something right. Hillary, you're like the fifth person this week to call me racist. So I know. If you, I know. If you think yeah. that's a forceful word, who oh, yeah. xenophobic, I'm racist. <laughs> I'm going to go cry. I was just speaking earlier about how much I don't like when ridiculously simple explanations seem to be right. This is a case. I mean, honestly, she lives in a world where something like a quarter of the country is racist, sexist, xenophobic, therefore doesn't yeah. matter. Like, I know. This I know. Was, you think half the country is just these simple minded people with these simple opinions about hatred of certain groups of people. It's ugh. 
and and you're supposed to be the person with the judgment to serve as president of the United right. States. And I feel like she could barely even get through this because she just seems like she's about to hack up along and she's it's just like right right there. I feel like she, there's always a quiver in her voice like she's just about to start coughing. Well, uh, <laughs> certainly, I mean, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, months ago, you you might have been called a right wing conspiracy theorist. But this was the week that made you into you and many others into a prophet, I would say. Um, so let's dive right into uh, these health issues, which uh, started in Cleveland on Labor Day. So Monday mm-hmm. and continued today at Ground Zero. Uh, and we'll just dive right into it first, first with the, the, the coughing, um, and then with the, I don't know, the near death experience, go to Cleveland. let's go to Cleveland. And I want to thank Congresswoman Marsha Fudge for hosting us. <coughs> this is the zinger. Get ready for the zinger. Every time I think about Trump, I get allergic. Uh. Oh, Tim Kaine loves it. They love it. Um, I didn't. I love I didn't how Tim ch- Kaine's just sitting there. Get the lady a glass of water. Well, Fucking get up. What's wrong with you? Well, Tim Kaine talked about how he loves being second in line to a woman and how he loves being subservient to a woman and all that stuff. Uh. So, well, I, uh. so yeah, maybe that's an argument for him to grab the water. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't have time to grab it. But if you zoom in, I've seen footage of of this zoomed in and you go frame by frame. You can actually see without getting too disgusting here. Sorry. You can see phlegm like coming from her mouth into the cup in good chunks. I mean, we're talking like oatmeal looking stuff uh, dropping into the cup. And her life spirit. Yeah, I mean. As a young person, it's it's hard to say. I've only coughed like that when quite <laughs> ill, like it's quite yeah. ill. Maybe a few times in my life where like actual you spit out like actual phlegm. I'm not getting too gross. Sorry. But uh, th- this is not just you're like, <clears throat> oh, it's, uh, a frog yeah. in my throat, a pepe in my throat or something like that. <laughs> this is um, this is not a doctor. I know everyone on Twitter is a doctor. Everyone's diagnosed. That's where I kind of draw the line is p- too many people making diagnoses, I think. Yeah, anyone yeah. should be able to observe something's not right here but d- let's not make diagnoses unless you have the medical qualifications but anyway th- that was just the first part so if that wasn't uh convincing enough to you that she has some illness going on let's let's check out what happened today again this is during the the ceremonies at nine uh ground zero where they're reading the 9-11 victim names hillary is complaining about what being overheated and dehydrated or something even though it's like 75 degrees it's not very hot it was 78 degrees in new york city today oh and i checked the pollen count on cleveland in cleveland on the day that she was coughing because she said that that's what it was and it was like average or maybe a little bit above average yeah the pollen count was not very high we'll get to that statement in a second here because they've blamed like (laughs) five different things but this is what happened today so she's she's waiting and i'll try to pause this where appropriate she's waiting to get in the car i mean this she looks like a mannequin I guess we should describe this for the audio uh, version who might not have access to the video, but she looks, she's being propped up against some kind of um, like post here and she looks like a mannequin and she's kind of twitching or something. And then she just completely falls over and they shove her in the car horizontally. Yes. And they shove her in this black van and then people on Twitter have been noting this part. We'll see here in a moment. I thought I included it. Let's see the foot close up. Okay, so here we go. Look at the foot. The foot just kind of goes completely limp. Completely limp, And yeah. they just drag it in like a dead body. I'll play yeah. that once more. Oh, man. That is a dead body. And I know I've been f- trying to get follow the shoe hashtag trend, or trending <laughs> because I, if you follow her shoe, you can really get a good perception of her and like how they horizontally kind of just shoved her into the car. There's right. no way they got her into the car with her feet in a normal place. They were just like, get her in the fucking car before all these people see. That is, that is so bad, man. I'm fairly comfortable concluding that's basically an unconscious body. I mean, yeah, you don't have to be a doctor to say that. Like she cannot step. She cannot support weight on her legs or feet. And she's just wobbling at the beginning. Just, she can't even stand up. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I don't know how long she had um, been out. I think it was under an hour. 
I don't know. This is not, this is not, I understand, you know, you stand out in 90 degree humid weather in the sun like we did in Cleveland, for example. Yeah, but I, I barfed. It. I didn't pass out. Yes. But if you're old, like, you know, if the weather was similar. It's not, no, no, no. You just fall down in heat exhaustion. You aren't, it, you, it doesn't like take a moment, a few minutes for yeah. it to like get to you and you waver. Like if you have heat exhaustion, you're passing out on the ground or Damn you're it. barfing. I'm trying, I'm, just not I'm trying to be on your side. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll come all the way over. She definitely she has Parkinson's or whatever they're saying. No, to the to I don't know about making that. a diagnosis. I think to your average viewer, this is indicative of something that's not just kind of normal. Oh, I can understand how she felt that way uh, in in the heat or something. This is something bizarre to the point that the conspiracies. It, it's not a conspiracy theory anymore. I, I if any right. reasonable person watches this and says still a conspiracy, doctor hasn't said anything. Trust your eyes a little bit. Is that like a healthy person? Just to you? look at this. And like one of these instances I could probably get over, like uh, like one of the ones where she was leaning against a ramp, but somebody next to her was also leaning against it. Like if I just saw that, I'd be like, yeah, yeah whatever. But it's all of these things in conjunction. We have to look at and be like, this is not a healthy lady. This is right. an old shit lady that's going to kick the bucket like five years ago. So and remember we need the, to the earlier that. episodes, like the weird yeah, yeah, blinking episode that she had with the crazy eyes that clearly was not intentional. That was some sort of, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. But uh, th what's interesting is it's it's not a conspiracy anymore. And people who said it was are moving away from saying that. And one example today was this Washington Post author. <laughs> Let's pull that up. How's that humble pie? So this is by the same author a week ago. Can we just stop talking about how uh, about Hillary Clinton's health now? <laughs> and then today, Hillary Clinton's health just became a real issue in the presidential campaign. And that seems contradictory and hypocritical and whatever. And At least is. he's not going down with the ship, though. I mean, he could have probably taken this a lot further. Th this is a guy who is changing his opinion in light of uh, new information, new which information. I, I can't I'm, blame I'm somebody for doing. He writes... That talk was largely confined to Republicans convinced that Clinton has long been hiding some sort of serious illness. I wrote dismissively of that conspiracy theory in this space last week, noting that Clinton had been given an entirely clean bill of health. Uh, coughing, I wrote, is simply not evidence enough to sort uh, en enough of any evidence enough of any sort. I can read, I think, of major illness that Clinton is assuming to be hiding. Neither, of course, is feeling overheated. But those two things happening within six days of each other to a candidate who is 68 years old makes talk of Clinton's health no longer just the stuff of conspiracy theorists. So I give that oh. guy credit, uh, like you said, you know, I mean, yeah. he, he's not, if, if you're not willing to be honest that there's something here, I think you're the conspiracy theorist, to be honest. Yeah, now he's going to overdose on heroin tonight in his bed, even though he's never done heroin before. And then his family's <laughs> going to find his body and they're going to be like, what? what? What happened here? I don't know. Secret heroin addict, I guess. And here's the strange thing, too. I, I, I haven't had a ton of time to read through all this stuff today, but there are a lot of different explanations. So I've heard pneumonia. I've heard the heat. I've heard dehydration. I've heard, I don't know, I, the statement from the doctor. Let's pull that up. The doctor, whoops, the doctor today said, I got so many things I got to pull up, you know. Anyway, I try to keep them in order. Statement from Dr. Lisa R. Bardak, Hillary's personal physician. Secretary Clinton has been experiencing a cough related to allergies. That was the other thing they said, allergies. On Friday, during the follow-up evaluation of her prolonged cough, she was diagnosed with pneumonia. She was put on antibiotics, advised to rest and modify her schedule. While at this, morning event, this morning's event, she became overheated and dehydrated. I've just examined her and she is now rehydrated and recovering nicely. How many different things is it? Wait, who said it. she had pneumonia? The do her doctor, her personal doctor. Who so was she that said, then? Who just said that? The, that was her personal doctor's statement. She said, I saw her after her coughing fit and she has oh, pneumonia oh, gotcha, gotcha. and okay. it's brought on by allergies. And then she was feeling overheated. I mean, no. I guess I'm trying to, I'm trying to like give her the, trying to give the benefit of the doubt here Why, maybe if you're sick Skag? you still Why? go to the 9-11 memorial because it's a big deal especially as a former senator from new york to go to that event but it also just saying she has pneumonia if they would have came out and said look hillary travels a lot and she's old and she has pneumonia and she coughed a lot it's still very important that she goes to the 9-11 memorial i yeah i get it i get it it happens but there's all this like allergies and pneumonia and she's fine she just needed to drink water but she is like having a seizure and being drug away and like blocked by secrets 
this, there's more to this. It's, I know. There's a reason. And is not there any honest. day that she needed to keep her shit together more than today? Yeah. She already knows that there's incredible scrutiny on her health, and then it's it's a September 11th memorial. It's like if you have to, aside from the debates, it's like you keep upright and talking and coherent for as long as you possible can yeah. at this event. It is extremely important to your campaign. She's screwed now. I don't know how they're going to cover this up or try to cover it up. Like this is out. I saw that video probably from five angles today. That footage well, is out there. Pretty soon they're going to have to hire either a doppelganger or somebody to wear a Hillary mask to attend these events. And <laughs> Did you see what Politico said? They said woman that appears to be Hillary Clinton uh, no. sways. They did. I swear to God. No. Sways and then is helped into the car by her secret service. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Woman that appears to be Hillary Clinton. Oh, my I know. God. We there was one more quasi conspiracy theory on this that I wanted to touch on that I think probably is conspiratorial, but maybe not. Um, and we're talking about why this isn't, there isn't honesty on this and who's complicit in the cover up. One of the stories uh, that I saw earlier was from Breitbart, and they were saying uh, Hillary Clinton's 9 11 health scare fails to reach Twitter trends. Uh, and indeed, the original tweet here, the guy who actually this the passerby guy who actually posted this video on Twitter, I mean he posted this and it got thirty thousand retweets, twenty five thousand likes. This is a major, major event. And yet oh, Hillary's man. health or Hillary Hillary collapses, none of these things were trending on Twitter and they're kind of alleging a Twitter cover up. However, yeah. I logged into Twitter uh, about six o'clock and it was third. It was third. Uh, it was not my... trending in Seattle at all, including now. And But when I changed it to Dallas, it's seventh. Huh. Periodically, I'll change it well, to Dallas to I mean, see what the difference is between the hashtag trends. Maybe that's accurate. Maybe people in Seattle aren't tweeting it. I mean, it's, I guess if anyone, that's any place is inclined yeah. not to tweet about it, maybe Seattle. But, uh, well, they're all that. too busy running around taking down American flags and things and <laughs> breaking flagpoles and God. posting posters about how we killed a million and a half Iraqis and all that stuff. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I got on Hillary's health. I mean, I've, I've tried to assemble the facts as quickly as I could with the time today. I mean, let's talk about what it's going to look like the next, what is it, 58 days, 53 days? How many mm -hmm. days until the election? 55? Something like that. Upper 50s? I don't know. Two, two <clears> months <throat> out. I mean, I've said this before, but I think she's fucked. I don't know how she's going to get out of this. But she's so she's so slimy that, you know, she got out of several felonies on multiple occasions. So maybe she can't get out of this. But okay. I mean, it, I feel like everybody's going to know and like everybody's going to seriously take note of what happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This seems I, huge I, to me. This seems like huge news. Best case scenario, this costs votes. Worst case scenario we can't have a cyborg president or a dead body president. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, or Tim I, Kane. I mean, ugh, what a beta. Well, he can't serve cause then he wouldn't be proud anymore. He wouldn't be yeah. proud to serve under, <laughs> under a woman anymore. My God. What do I do <laughs> to be and my own man now? I think you should uh, full disclosure on what I mean. I think you should just be proud to serve under who you're serving or not. I just, yeah. I think this idea that I'm more proud because it's a woman, fuck off, dude. Just, if you're proud of it, explain why you're proud of Hillary the person Ugh. rather than Hillary the vagina. Let's put it That's that way. That's so cringy. So mm. cringy. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any way that this is not electorally consequential, though, or, or consequential how, to her. How bad do you think it's going to be? Let me put it this. So, um, someone on Twitter the other day was pressuring me, like, you need to make a video on why you endorse Trump and why you're on Team Trump. And I'm like, Look, I probably am. I probably am going to vote that way. I just want to see how the election plays out. But let's say I'm fully on board with Trump right now. I'm mm -hmm. Team Trump. I'm like, you know, I call him Daddy. Let's say I'm that on board with Ew. Trump. This would concern me if I saw Trump <laughs> doing the same things. Like if I was yeah, going to vote would. for this person for sure, and this was happening, yeah. I mean, you worry about the person's capacity to serve, and. You know, I don't know enough about Tim Kaine to be worried about him or not. I, I, from what I've seen, I'm kind of annoyed by him, but I don't, I just don't know enough about him to be like, I think he'd be He's so vanilla. Or, I just yeah. can't, I can't get a read on, on what he is. And I can never remember what he looks like because he's just <laughs> not made an impression on me ever. So when I think about Tim Kaine, it's just kind of like a blur where there should be a face. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, the same people were doing the same thing to McCain in 08, where you, aside, policy issues aside, you worry about his capacity to serve. Now, I was not right. a Sarah Palin fan, still am not. Uh, don't like her, think she's an idiot. Then uh, it would worry me. I don't want a Sarah Palin presidency. So if I was on Team McCain mm-hmm. and, I, and he was looking this bad, I'd be like, I'm I out, really man. really don't want Sarah yeah. Palin. Like, honestly, if Trump had Sarah Palin as his nominee, as vice presidential nominee, and he was doing these sorts of things, even though I'm inclined to probably go that way. Ooh, I don't know. Because I don't like the vice president and I care about that guy's capacity to serve, the guy that I'm voting for. Anyway. The Twitter reaction that amazed me was that people seem to be really going down with the ship. Like um, hmm. a lot of people posted some picture. Was it Jimmy Carter or somebody running in a marathon? I can't remember what t- what tweet I saw today. There's some older president running in a marathon. He like looks really exhausted like he's about to collapse. Like she wasn't running in a fucking marathon. Like what? They're going down with the ship. They're like, yeah. well, she's just, you know, an old lady and she has these health problems that are pretty minor. It's like, what is it? Is she, you know, is she healthy then or is she an old lady? Them. Yeah, if then be honest minor, about just it. Just say what they are. It's very simple. If you watch yeah, that and, and don't you tell don't us have it's questions, what, what possibly would prompt questions to you yeah. if that doesn't prompt questions? This is, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, we were saying before the show, but, um, I, I ran out of the gas station a little bit before to grab something to drink uh, before the show started and on the radio it just happened to be Alex Jones and or Alex Jones talking about Hillary's health and all this. And I'm thinking in my mind, like Alex Jones has become the the voice of reason. What the hell has happened in my life? Alex Jones yeah. is like, oh, yeah. this this is some refreshing. Uh, this guy is refreshingly inquisitive and curious. I like that. <laughs> my God. This is the world, though. This is the world we live in. It's. I mean, I like Alex Jones. What can I say? He's, well, dude, no, nobody provides better protester footage than our guy Alex Jones <laughs> and and all of his associates. That's for sure. That's true. Yeah. So, if, if nothing else, I uh, express full gratitude to him for that on the ground footage. And while I'm thinking about it, I don't know if you saw, but um, our guy Owen Schroyer, uh, alum of the show, uh, the original white male of Aid Skrillex fame. He, I don't know what he's doing because I haven't talked to him, but I've seen footage of him doing official InfoWars work, yeah. like out interviewing yeah. people, talking to people, talking to commies, full suit, looks really yeah. good. I hope that's a thing. I hope that continues because yep. he's really good at it. He, he is really he, good at it. He asks the right questions. He has the right responses. He's really articulate. He's a he's nice young af- man. And he's not afraid <laughs> to just like, yeah. I mean, when we were in Cleveland, we they, there was some adjustment of just like, uh, yeah. none of us have done that. We don't really know. Yeah. How to just approach people and just start doing it. He's he's a pro at it. He's really natural at it. He does and a really Skag good job. was better at it than I was, even though I'm the more confrontational one. Skag was doing the better interviews and approaching the more controversial people. Yeah, good for I mean, you. Yeah, but yeah. Owen, he's he was made for this. He loves doing it. Yeah. Thrives I, on I, them. I really hope that there's a future for him doing that because the world I think I think it, there so. will be. Every time I watch him, I'm like, this guy's got a real knack for this shit. Yep. For sure. Um, you know who doesn't have a knack for anything, seemingly? Those transitions. Mr. Gary Johnson. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Speaking of bad weeks, I mean, Trump, I haven't heard much. I haven't been paying attention to Trump this week, but it seems like he's killing that's it this a good week, week just by doing yeah. nothing for, I, I don't know what he's doing this week, but yeah. he's, he's not on Hillary's level of bad. It's not on Gary Johnson's level of bad, which I think Gary Johnson's week was bad for reasons completely different from everybody else. I made a video on the reason why I hate Gary Johnson now, in which I'll play a portion of the clips of the interview that made me decide that, in addition to what he's now taking heat for, which was an interview on MSNBC Morning Morning Joe the other morning. So, Mr. Gary Johnson, what do you have to Gary say? Johnson. This is what pissed me off. Speaking of work visas, you have defended President Obama's executive amnesty action where he basically decided unilaterally that he was going to uh, issue work visas to millions of adult illegal immigrants who are here in the country. Undocumented, by the way. If you use the term illegal immigrants, that is very incendiary to our Hispanic population here in this country. Why is that? It just is. It just is. Just so that you know. Just, just so, so you that know, you know and you don't have to use that term. But isn't the term accurate in the in the sense that they entered the country, they immigrated to the country illegally, so they are... I'm not they saying- came into this country because they couldn't get in legally, and the jobs existed. And you or I would have done oh, the same thing. God! 
triggered. I should have spent time and done like a whole triggered, I don't know, Jesus. flashing lights and uh, stuff. But, well, what a faggot. You know. what a, come on. <laughs> come on, man. It was just so patronizing. That's the real problem I had with this. It, it just, just so you is. know. Just so you know. Just, it, it just, just is. is. It just I is. just want to punch uh, him in so his you know. smug face. My God. And and I, the thing is, Gary, if you came out and said, I am for open doors and I am for full amnesty and let me give you reasons why. And he gave like reasons. Why, I, I might disagree. I would probably disagree unless his reasons were something amazing I haven't heard before. But if he said that. And even if I disagreed, I'd go, oh, okay. You know, I don't agree with every candidate on every issue. He's got his reasons. I get it. But to sit there and, and try to control the terms of the debate. Of the, of the debate and the conversation. Oh, well, not adding God. anything. You know, it's not like he gave him some piece of information he wasn't privy to. It was just, just don't say that. He was just trying to shame him. Yeah. And, and a few people have pushed back on me on Twitter about this, too. And they one person tried to compare illegal immigrant or just say illegal immigrant is a slur. As yeah. though it's it's the same as calling yeah. black people the N word or calling illegal immigrants whatever Hispanic slur you pick pick your poison, it's not a slur. It is a word that perfectly describes someone who came to this country <laughs> without know. obeying and the I laws. And I think the reporter did a really good job of explaining that. And he's like, well, if they're coming in illegally, aren't they by definition yeah. illegal? No, and, and, offensive. You know, a few people pushed back too, and again, these were minority people. It wasn't a lot of people who pushed back on me, but a few pushed back too, kind of saying, "Well, you're you're overemphasizing something that's not important. It's not even about immigration, to be honest. Let me tell you why it's important. It's because this is the classic example where you're refusing to diagnose the problem in an honest way, and and it's we see two minutes of this exchange with this reporter and think it's a debate." But have we actually debated anything about illegal immigration? Have we actually debated what our immigration policy should be? Right. Have we actually debated what our deportation policy should right, be, right. if anything? Or have we just sat here talking about which words are mean and which aren't? Oh, That's yeah. All oh, and he was presumptuous, too. What did he say? You or I would have done the same thing. The fuck I would have. What, what are you talking about? You and I would have and, done the same thing. You don't and know. It, and it also doesn't matter. It does not yeah, matter. He commi they're yeah. committing crimes. I, there are situations certainly where the circumstances of a crime, I hear the facts and I think I can understand why this person behaved criminally in that context or in this circumstance. Uh, sometimes motive matters and intent matters in crime. Right. And that it matters about the degree of the crime. But it doesn't change the fact that certain acts are illegal, including coming to this country without obeying the laws that govern the process of doing so. It, I know. We can debate those laws that 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 govern that process absolutely you can have full open door amnesty if you want gary you probably won't get my vote but you'll probably <laughs> still at least have my respect i can't respect yeah, this guy yeah. i don't trust his judgment i heard like, several people this week be like i was thinking maybe but nope yeah Not i'm out I'm, I'm out yeah can't do it can't do it i'm out and and honestly he's he didn't I, he's taking a lot of heat for that, and I have seen a lot of people uh, give him heat for that. But it's—I don't think it was as big as social media as the quote uh, or the clip that happened earlier this week about mm -hmm. what is it? Alpo dog food. I saw somebody <laughs> tweeting that. Oh, Aleppo, Aleppo. <laughs> you do if you were elected about Aleppo, about Aleppo, and what is Aleppo? Oh, you're kidding. No, oh. Aleppo is in Syria. It's the uh, it's the epicenter of the refugee crisis. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. Well, with regard to Syria, um, I do think that it's a mess. I think that the only way we, we, that we deal with Syria uh, is to join hands uh, with Russia to diplomatically bring that at an end. But when we've aligned ourselves huh. with when we've supported the opposition, uh, the Free Syrian Army, the Free Syrian Army is also uh, coupled with, uh, with the Islamists. Uh, and then the fact that we're also supporting the Kurds. Uh, and this is it's just, it's just a mess. Okay. I mean, I like what he has to say about Russia. I, I actually don't have a huge problem with this to the extent that a lot of like, he doesn't know what Aleppo is. Yeah, it's a city yeah. in Syria where all the refugees come from. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's the capital of Syria. But that is not true. It is Damascus that is the capital yeah, of Syria. No, and, so. and honest, truth, <clears throat> truthful, when I heard this, I did not know what Aleppo was when he first 
said that. And I mean, and, and the, the reporter th- phrased the question in a way where he couldn't have used any context clues to figure yep. out what that was. He wasn't like, what do you think about the Syrian crisis in Aleppo? He was like, what about Aleppo? Well, what about Aleppo? You know, so I kind yes. of see how this happened. And this seems like something that I would do, although I'm not running for president. It seems like the same kind of it just seems like gotcha questions where the objective of the reporter is not to actually have an exchange of ideas. Uh, It's about like, do you know fact? Do you know like specific facts or not? Yeah. yeah. You know, we could debate what he believes about Syrian refugees or not. But the fact that you don't know the specific city name. I don't care that much. I care way more about a way more about the philosophy. illegal immigration thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because that shows his, the way he thinks. Yeah. We can yeah. all be given facts and then assemble those facts in our mind and come to a conclusion based on those facts. I want to know about the candidate's process of doing right. that. Not like, right. do you have every fact memorized in your brain or not? And he had a pretty substantial answer to the question once he realized, yeah. you know, he wasn't like, I, oh, what Syrian conflict? That could have been much worse, you know. Yeah, what Syrian (laughs) conflict or, you know, that would be worse. Agreed. Like broad concepts like that, broad issues. But I guess I'm trying to think like, I guess they did the same thing. They did this. They've done the same thing to to Trump and Palin on the abortion issue where they'll ask them, do you believe in a constitutional right to privacy? Because that's the foundation for your constitutional right to an abortion. If you've read Roe, you know that. If you have kind of a more specific knowledge of it, you know that. But they'll go like, yes, I believe in constitutional right to privacy. And the rec- you can find this on Palin's for sure. And the reporter will say like, yet you oppose the abortion right. And I think Trump, who said it too? They're like, well, why would I, why would I associate right to privacy with an abortion right? Because it's, it, that's the way the court has ruled. But do I care that like the candidate doesn't have this very nuanced, specific understanding of the exact facts? Or do I care about where they no. stand on the issue of abortion and what their philosophical right. thinking is on that issue? I don't really care right, if you right. know these very specific facts. I don't Especially think it's in kind of a cultural it. election. I mean, <sighs> a lot of us are voting for Trump, in- including me. And I don't agree with him on a lot of policy issues, but I'm still going to because I like his general vibe. <laughs> I hate to say that, but you know, it's a cultural election. It's what we were doing this time. I think, I think you probably like, and maybe I like too, what the way that he thinks, the way facts come to him and the way he assembles them and comes to a a conclusion or a suggestion. And sometimes that's wildly inappropriate as we've seen. It's not, sometimes it's not thoughtfully articulated, but oftentimes I at least see a person who says, okay, give me the facts of the problem and I will make an honest diagnosis and tell you what I think we should do. Starts with honest diagnosis. Just diagnose the problem honestly and we can debate after that. It's all yeah. I ask. But it's too much for Hillary and it's apparently too much for Gary. <sighs> we could have had something, Gary. It's the virtue signaling. I was thinking about it too because he has the, he always says that kind of line of, well, being libertarian means uh, you should be able to do what you want provided you are not uh, intruding on anyone else or harming anyone else, which philosophically sounds great. And I think actually everyone would agree with in this very broad sense. And at first I kind of gave him credit for saying that, but when you think about it, it's like, we all kind of think that we just disagree on what constitutes harm. Yeah. I mean, right. And immigration does cause the general population harm, the native population harm. Right. That's indisputable. I mean, mean, we're paying for these people to survive. How is that not harming us? And even on even on the issues of um, like classic libertarian issue of like you should be able to marry who you want. There should be marriage equality. Well, there are plenty of people who will make the argument that gay marriage harms us culturally and is harmful because of that. So not everyone agrees on what is harming another person or not or harming society. That's that's the big question that you hit on is like this is where libertarians lose me. I mean, like I'm yeah. generally I'm generally with them in most regards. But when it comes to like the borderless society stuff, I'm like, nope. Yeah, we've seen what happens when that happens. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's like it's very clear if I harm you, if I like walk up to you and stab you like I very clearly <laughs> harmed you in that way. But what if I, uh, you know, have helped to cultivate a culture that makes my child less likely to grow up successful so he becomes a criminal and later, like, maybe my grandson stabs your granddaughter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of harm that we're talking about, this more abstract harm that's harder to demonstrate clearly. But sorry, Gary. We could have had something, but um, I just, I can't. I can't. It's you. It's you. It's not me. It's you, <laughs> Gary. It's true. Anyway. 
uh, I, I had one more weird side topic to get through unless you had anything else. What do we have? I have this video you have not seen yet. Oh, okay. I want to see it. Yeah. yeah. And I think, um, I think maybe the chat and the viewers will get a kick out of it. Some people have maybe seen this because it's, it's sort of a viral video, but uh, well, one of the things you got in trouble for this week, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, was you got in trouble for getting after women who insist that all of us find their bodies to be beautiful, regardless of how yes. beautiful I spent like bodies. a whole day tweeting at this one chick because she she tweeted a series of pictures of herself completely naked. And in one of them, she's just covering her nipples. And then her fupa is barely covering up her vagina. And then she has a picture of her in lingerie next to Victoria's Secret model. And it's like, what's the difference between her and me? And like, why are you doing this? Why? And, and then she's like, you can't criticize me, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you put this out there on the internet. Like, what did you expect? I only you, saw, She must have weighed 300 pounds for real. I only saw one picture, the one that you tweeted out. And I, I replied. So you Is that the naked out, one? Well, it was pretty naked. I don't know if it was fully naked, but it looked like a human face on top of a cone of mashed potatoes. Like, I just want to take a spoon and dig in. Uh, and my response to you, that I, I replied once and tapped out of this conversation because I saw you guys going back and forth. It's just that classic internet meme image of the guy stabbing his eye. And having it bleed. That's how I felt when watching this. That's why I knew I didn't want to participate. I mean, I don't. I shouldn't but, have gotten so gotten so taken away with it. But like, it just infuriates me that this group of women is telling other women that this is beautiful, that men are fine with this, and then there are a bunch of white knights responding to her like. Yeah, girl, you're so beautiful. Like, I'd love to hit that. It's like, what? What is wrong? No, nobody yeah. wants to be with this woman. No well, one wants to be in a relationship with you. No one wants to love you. You are hideous. Oh my God. Someone Why for are everyone, you tweeting blonde. this? Someone for everyone. False. All False. she needs Not is a, a nice little bit of melted butter and gravy on top of that cone of mashed potatoes. Uh, everything yeah, really. Would be great. There's some tiny no, black but, man out there that is just waiting, <laughs> waiting for her. To um, <laughs> to be abundantly clear, we've talked about this before. I think, including last week, maybe. What you are talking about is women who publicly post and insist that you find them, not just anyone, anyone can be who they want, like be fat if you want, be whatever, be whatever right, you want. Right. Just, I didn't you go don't, up to this girl you, on the street, you know, yes. it was a picture that she posted of her completely naked. Yes. And then she's like, I will not handle any responses that are negative. It's like, right. you're clearly unhealthy. And then she was saying her doctor says that she's healthy and all this shit. It's like, I am not putting up with this lie anymore that this is an okay is that, body uh, type. Dr. Lisa R. Bardak. Hillary's yeah, personal really. physician. Is that the one? Anyway, <laughs> the, the point I'm trying to get at here is there is this trend among people of that persuasion of posting images of your body publicly and then getting mad at people who disagree with your claims that it's beautiful. Yeah. And that sort of fits into the context of this viral video that I saw. I heard on a favorite radio show of mine. I actually heard it audio only and it sounded so gross that I had to go look it up. And once I saw it, I thought it'd be fun for the show. So. Let's see. This is the girl with what might be the longest tongue in the world. You ready? It's so just a short cut of it. Oh, my Lord. 20-year-old Hercury from Florida believes she has the world's longest tongue. I first realized it was really, really long when my friends wanted me to show them if I could lick my eye. I tried it. Oh my it god! And look at the okay. Look at look at the veins under that. Like, look at those two, whatever they are, arteries, veins, whatever. Those two throbbing blue. <laughs> oh my god! No one ever needed to know about vessels. that. She could have gone shocked. to the grave with the secret. When and I see, I could touch my eye with my tongue. I posted oh a picture on Instagram and I got a lot of followers and they were like, oh, I don't believe it's true. So and she's 20 years old, mind you. She looks young. 20 years old. Let's remember that fact. She posts on Instagram and YouTube. So I made a video so they could see it was true. I got like a million views on YouTube, about six to 7,000 on Instagram. Okay, so she's got a million views on YouTube, thousands of, of video plays on Instagram. That's fine. Do that. But if you post something for public consumption, people get to respond. I don't like when men talk to me in a sexual form. It makes me Oh, really, honey? And it's kind of nasty. I don't know. What do you expect? What do oh, you I'm, expect? I'm sorry that you posted videos of you licking things. Uh, and, I know. And now I know. you're mad that creeper men are like, oh, yeah. 
You and she's 20. Boyfriend. Yeah. She's cute. Look how I, long my tongue is, but don't say anything sexual. <laughs> I would like to, um, speaking honestly, like to me, that is, I, I don't, I, I'm, no, thank you. I'm not interested. It's just, <laughs> hard pass, it's, hard it's, pass. It's, it's too weird. It's just too yeah, weird. Yeah. Too weird. Um, without getting too graphic, I mean, there are <laughs> lots of, Lots of men and women, frankly, who subscribe to the idea that there can be too much of a good thing. I think she is probably fits that description for me in a way that I've never yeah. seen before. All the best to uh, Herkery, Jerkery, whatever, G-E-R-K-A-R-Y is her name. Um, all the best, sir. What, I don't, what, what did you just say? What's her name? It's, it's G-E-R-K-A-R-Y, but I think it's Herkery. Oh, man. If it's jerk hurry, that just makes it funnier, but I don't think it is. <laughs> I mean, if she wasn't showing everybody and like I was dating this girl, I'd be fine with this. Yeah, yeah. You know? But it's that she's like, look how long my tongue is. She could just keep it in her mouth. No one would know. It's not like a tumor on her face. She doesn't need to tell us about this. It it looks like the kiss tongue, but it's real. Yeah, I mean, it's and now just... she's the tongue girl until the day she dies, even if she like you know, does something really remarkable with her life. Nice going. It's Thank just, you, internet. it's so strange to me to be like, I have this very odd physical feature and then I'm going to post it online and then be like, I'm annoyed that people comment about my <laughs> physical feature in this particular way. Yeah. Okay. Stay in. Yeah. Private. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy feature and I'm going to react when I see it. And I did. And to me, I'm not the kind of guy who's like, God, that's hot. But there apparently <laughs> are lots of them. And I, I'm not surprised, to be honest. But you need to... There's more in the video of her mom talking about it and stuff. And it's like... What? Her mom's not really offended, I don't think, about the men stuff. But if they talk about it, mom, you have to tell her, like, if you post sexualized things on the internet, men will respond, especially if it's really crazy freaky like this is. Sorry. Don't post on the internet if you have a problem with it. <laughs> I don't what a know. weird day it's been. Oh, God. <laughs> Just been a freaking weird day. Oh, it gets weirder, too, because I got I got a fun way to end the show. But we still have a couple minutes. We could end a little bit early. Unless uh, maybe we could even take a question from the chat. Oh, a question for the chat. They've been good today. They've been I know. Not, not they always, they're always saying we, got, we need to be more interactive and um, trying to figure it out. Trying Questions to figure out the right from the chat. I'm looking at the chat right now, guys. Take the first Does one. Does anybody you see, have a question? No matter how ridiculous. Um, you have shitting dick dipples? Not a question. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nobody's asking questions. They're just talking to each other. Thanks, guys. No. All right. Well, it takes a few minutes for the actual exchange between us to get processed and broadcast out and how that. big is skag don't know how is oh, harambe also you can know. this is an opportunity for you to be honest and well i mean we did correct the record and it, you can look at my he photo said big not tall oh 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 big that way <laughs> well you can't an answer that honestly skag is like six foot two if that's no, what you meant no i don't know what his penis looks like if that's what you meant yes uh what would, here's a good one. What would Trump have to do to not get your vote by Jordan Paris? Thank you, Jordan. Hmm. That is a good question. Hmm. Um, oh, man, he'd have to fuck up pretty bad. Pretty bad. Uh, the problem for me is that it will always be in juxtaposition. Because and, and I just that's true. I can't yeah. handle Hillary. I can't handle her lies. I can't handle uh, her blaming constantly blaming racism and sexism and uh, just all this identity politics bullshit. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I don't think that now I'm not convinced she's healthy enough to serve. Like Hillary has so many strikes against her at this point right. for me that Trump would have to match those. So he um, would have to say a bunch of ridiculous things. He would have to look unhealthy. He would have to sell us out to a bunch of other countries and then delete 18,000 emails. Hmm. I mean, I, I look at this very practically and whether people are like it or not, whether people like it or not, I look at this as the classic lesser of two evils and people disagree some people disagree with my assessment that trump is the lesser of two evils we can debate that but i don't i'm i'm pretty firm in that belief at this point yeah, yeah. so either hillary has to i don't know maybe hillary hillary could probably buy me off she's good at that so <laughs> dm me hillary you can buy my vote and my endorsement 
<laughs> Everyone has their price. People who say they don't have a price for something are liars. There's a price for everything. There is a price for everything. And there's certainly a price for this show. Let's take that one more question. Ah, why does Blonde hate Ben Shapiro? People have been asking me this all week oh, since yeah. our podcast last week. Yeah, you were harsh on him. I was really harsh on him because... I resent that he left Breitbart at the, after the Michelle Fields incident because he was going to leave anyway. His, uh, his website was like fully functional and operational at that time. So I think that was really opportunistic. He also said after Corey Lewandowski was charged that we know that Michelle Fields was assaulted because a charge was filed. And that's insane. If you applied that to rape cases, you know how the alt-right and the right feels about rape. Like Has that's an insane thing to say. that at all? Or I don't know. I didn't hear that. anything because after that, I was like, "Nope, I'm done, Ben Shapiro," and I kind of stopped listening to him. But I, I was a huge Ben Shapiro fan, huge Ben Shapiro fan, like enormous. Everything he said, I was like, "Ah, oh, that is just exactly what I wanted to say and couldn't." And then this thing with Michelle Fields happened, and he just white knighted for her and was such an opportunist about leaving Breitbart. Um, and then the way he treated Milo during that, I just, I just found the whole thing really distasteful. And also, he's so principled and ideological that he just can't see through his hatred of Trump. And that really colors his judgment, I think. It makes him kind of less effective. Um, he spent so much energy just talking about Trump. I've, so I've, that's, that's I, my benchmark. I admit, like, kind of historic ignorance of, uh, you know, uh, Gary Johnson doesn't know Aleppo. I don't know Ben Shapiro. And I didn't previously. And very I've started, smart. I started smart. looking into him more, and I, I actually really got into him when I was doing that Sally Cohen video. And I, I found that clip of him debating Sally Cohen. And I was like, this dude just destroyed her so oh, yeah. hard and like made her made her contradict herself in this ridiculous way it was just hilarious and so i watched some of that debate and i watched his podcast i, I actually have still i still listen to most of his i think they're daily podcasts but i i try to listen to as many of them as possible um when i think your point about maybe a myopic focus on trump uh, and criticizing trump is probably fair mm -hmm. uh but I mean, there's no denying that dude's debate prowess. Uh, oh and yeah, and I loved him for a really long time. I, I, you know, I used to be big, such a big fan, and that's probably why I like turned on him so viciously because I felt really betrayed because accusing somebody of harassment, like or abuse, like that is like, especially to a woman, like because she's a woman, that that like ugh, that really pisses people off on our side. Did you? Um, so I was listening to his show last week and one of his recent episodes would probably piss you off because he went through the same Milo clip, the ABC clip that we went through. The I news saw story. It. Yeah. And he yeah. was, he, he basically he was said talking like, about how Milo's so abusive yeah, and how he yeah. had this coming and all this stuff. And I was just like, God, you have like, two why do you morons have to be such here. a cuck? Here's what you have when two, with yeah. two morons get together. You two you idiots have... get together and, yeah. <laughs> and he's just and so like, whiny and like, come on, dude, you know, I, I think Ben was being disingenuous. I, I, if I, I wish I could talk to him you know allegedly fan of the show come on the show anytime ben yeah, uh, but i i would like to to ask him do you really stand by that you think you think that the i don't know the level of idiocy is actually equal here and he yeah. kind of he talked about how a lot of milo's criticisms are just mean to an extent but which he's I, I would a like british to hear. gay guy if you could pick one demographic of people that you know are going to be 99 percent bitchy it's going to be gay british men like and he knows that he totally leans into the mean thing it's like yeah, oh he's but, he's mean he's mean Aww. but where i where i disagree and i think ben's being a little bit disingenuous is i don't know of a single milo point of meanness that is not part of a broader reasoned point uh I, yeah yeah and like Milo everything. made a really good point about he's like, these celebrities are not like crying into their phones, you know, they're yeah. in their million dollar mansions. And like part of the reason they get paid so disproportionately is because they have to take a shit storm of insults. And if you can't take it, then, you know, get off the Internet or get off Twitter or go stop spend all your movies. money going a shopping spree. Yeah, really go, you know, buy an island. She's rich as all hell, right? Uh, she's got she's got some Ghostbusters money, even though that movie tanks. But I think she got paid before it even hit the box office. I would. Say. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> so she uh, the fleet Leslie Jones fleecing of uh, whatever studio made that. But oh man, that was cool. I, I we got to figure out a way to do more chat interaction and stuff. We'll figure it out as the. As I'm the always watching the chat, along. but we appreciate the live chatters. And I wanted to close the show with a a shout out to some of our most loyal most dedicated live chatters and shit posters oh yeah uh, so specifically that's brash rhino that's jay fry that is alumnus of the show biggest mikey there might be a few others jay fry that, and biggest that i'm mikey. forgetting 
but in, in a Twitter conversation this week, they linked me with this beautiful song that I think really ties today's show all together in particular. I didn't know it was going to be prophetic when I first heard it, and I liked it before, but I like it even more now because it was prophetic. So let me cue that up. And the reason I like this song is because Hillary has been so hush-hush with her secrets, and they're spilling out everywhere these days. And if the past is any indicator, there's going to be some bloodshed to come here. Bloodshed for all these Hillary critics and truth seekers. Why? Because it's all connected. And Hillary doesn't treat her enemies well. We can see. And this song here proves it. Hillary ordered the hit. There's the screenshot right there for you. Hillary killed Harambe. (laughs) Discussing Hillary's secrets is dangerous business. So... To you, Beauty and the Beta Faithful, keep your heads down, stay safe. Not everyone can be a hero, not everyone can be Harambe. Peace and blessings be upon him. Seek truth safely. So thanks to our uh, our live viewers and our live chatters who keep us honest, shit posting away while we try to maintain some level of sincerity. If you're listening on YouTube, on an audio platform thank you kindly for supporting the show as well remember there's more beauty in the beta on the audio platforms every week there's a new special audio show so check those out that's itunes podbean uh soundcloud stitcher subscribe you'll get more sounds from us till then we'll be back next sunday because if it's sunday it is not meet the press it is beauty in the beta sorry chuck todd I think I said that right. We'll go with it. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. I'm here without her all day, and he's still on my lonely mind. I think about her all day, and I dream about him all the time. I'm here without her all day. But he's still with me in my dreams And tonight, and tonight It's her and